tonight on Two Shots in the Brew. We're talking racing sports, beef with IT guys, and white kids keeping it gangster. Also talking about uh, raw sex, raw dogging it. What you'd do if you struck it rich. And uh, what if you only had 90 days to live? All that and more tonight on Two Shots in the Brew, the podcast. Check us out. Welcome to another edition of Two Shots in a Brew. It's your man T. Fitch. And uh, today I got my man Chris with me. What's going on, guys? All right, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're harvelous today. But uh, it's still going to be a pretty interesting podcast. Um, let's start by uh, let's 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 give an introduction to uh, the brews that we're actually drinking today because we have a mixture of a lot of different things. Yes, uh, I'm a little bit of a beer. I'm gonna call myself a beer snob, but uh, I like I like good brew. But today we are drinking Sly Fox Pikeland Pills. Sly Fox is a local brewery in the Pennsylvania area, so that's why we're drinking it. It's good stuff. And we are also drinking Hardywood Raspberry Stout. Got a big 22-ounce bottle of it, along with some... Uh, yeah, we're also drinking some Shock Top Belgian White. Yep. So, uh, Hardywood Raspberry Stout's good stuff. Chocolatey, coffee, Yo, tastes like raspberry. I gotta Drink say, it. we sound like we're just some drunks. We are. I, you know, like... <laughs> and the funny part is, literally, I'm drinking two of these at the same time. And I haven't, I'm about to get into the third. Yeah, I got three beers in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> two two yeah. beers in We're, front of me. <laughs> yeah, it's no shots today, just all beer. All right, so. Always good times. Though. So let me give a, a little bit of background before I get into this first story today. Um, okay, so I'm not going to tell you guys what I do for a living, but let's just say my normal job is I work in corporate America, but I have plenty of side hustles. And one of my side hustles as of today um, is I do photo booths at weddings, okay? Um, the wedding industry is a huge industry that makes a lot of money, and I want a piece of that. So <laughs> so I do a mixture of different things, whether it be photo booths, uplighting. Um, only thing I don't really do is photography. All right, so with that being said, today I had a wedding before I did this podcast. We're actually doing this podcast on Saturday night as opposed to Sunday. So you guys will, you know, if you guys follow us on SoundCloud, you're going to get this podcast a little earlier than you normally get it. But um, so the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I've seen something this, this this afternoon that I found to be hilarious. And what that was, was I seen a, uh, a group of a group of young white kids. And when I say young, I mean like under 12. I'm going to dare to say they were all under 12. And I, like I said, I'm running a photo booth. So with photo booths, you get props. You know, you get in a photo booth and you take pictures, right? Well, okay. what they kept saying struck me as very intriguing. And and it wasn't just the kids that were saying this. It was also their parents. Um, And what they kept yelling out was, get into your gangster pose. And I kept saying like... Gangster pose, like I didn't know if they meant like old school, like so were they trying to look hard or what? <laughs> that was the funniest thing because it was like, it, you know, so when they said get into your gangster pose, they started kind of almost throwing up gang signs, and I was like, what are these little kids doing? 
<laughs> and I, I don't I don't know if this was an effect of just where we are with media and TV and now being gangsters just so mainstream that people take it as almost like a parody on real life. And I found that to be so interesting. Oh, I got to wonder if it's uh, kids copy and mimic stuff. That's what you do when you're like 10, 12 years old. So I'm wondering if maybe they got it from a movie or TV show or, or something. You know, Maybe the, not, though. You know? The funny part is I totally agree with that. But it was the parents saying... Get into your gangster pose that caught me off guard because oh, well, it was maybe. like it was like clearly as parents you understand what all this means, but yet you are still influencing your children to subscribe to a culture that clearly you don't seem familiar with at all. Because if you did, you wouldn't be saying, "Hey, little Johnny, give him your gangster pose." <laughs> Is he wearing like a Wu Tang t shirt underneath that or what? <laughs> he just started throwing up peace signs and then gang signs all in one. He was like a super, super confused little gangster. Okay. But anyway, it just, it was the funniest thing. And that's what I, I, I see really interesting things when I go to weddings. So that part's really funny. Um, also, what I also found to be really funny today was um, watching older people whipping Nene. Like, that was truly historic on the hilarious Did you see meeting. Grandma do this? Grandma did do it. And that's what I mean. How'd that she do? First of all, there was a young... It was a it was an older lady in a wheelchair, and she was still whipping and nay-naying. Did it bring her up? Was she able to stand? Was it like a religious experience where all of a sudden she All I walk? know is that she couldn't, she couldn't <laughs> Superman from the wheelchair, though. She oh, couldn't, right. you know... And no pun to, you know, Christopher Reeve, because that is funny. Oh, <laughs> I never thought about it until I said it, but I don't mean no harm. Okay. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> All right. So uh, I just wanted to touch on that real quickly because that was something that was clearly on my mind. But we got lots of good topics for you guys today. And I'm going to start with a, with a very interesting one. Chris, let me ask you a question. All right. If you were to hit the lottery today. Okay. How would your life change? And when I say how would your life change, meaning like, would we still do this podcast? Would we still be friends? Like, would you just pick up and move to another country? Like, you know, how much would how much, things... How much money are we talking about here? Let's say you hit the lottery for $300 million. Okay. Clearly life-changing. Clearly legacy-changing. I would we, probably not work anymore. I mean, oh. granted... There's probably a time period before you get the actual check. I'm going to guess that that's probably a couple months before you actually get paid. But who yeah, knows? You, yeah, I have you no can't, idea. <laughs> yeah, you can't go, like, losing your mind if you don't have the check. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think I would retire. I think I'd still do the podcast because I think that would be interesting to explain what the life of, you know. Of a millionaire would be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, no, I, I think I'd stay the same, but I think, like, you – you lose some people in the process, maybe, because, I don't know, maybe people are trying to bum money off you or whatnot, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not a $300 million lottery winner, so I don't know. Yeah, but see, but, I'm, all right, so let's put this in perspective, right? Like, right now, we're drinking affordable beer. Right. If you hit for millions of dollars, you would be bringing over beer that we've never heard of from, like, some foreign country. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? I don't like, know. I never uh, heard of Hardywood Raspberry Stout. This was 10.99, by the way. <laughs> but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had regular beer, you would probably frown your nose. Like, oh, I only drink the finest of of liqueurs. Okay. Yeah. Like, you yeah. see what I mean? Like, like I'm not drinking Johnny Walker Black. I'm drinking Johnny Walker Blue, Gold, Green, whatever the best one is. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. you wouldn't be drinking, like, Macallan 12. You'd be drinking easily, like, Macallan 25. Like, <laughs> things would just be different. Like, you would up. probably never come with us to Applebee's ever again. I, I wouldn't go to Applebee's with you right now. <laughs> but but well, so I the, hate Applebee's. For the point of this argument. You want to go to Chili's, though. Call me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You would probably only want to go to the finest of restaurants. Like, just think about how much your life would change. Or do you think your life would change at all? Like, would you become a snob or would you not become a snob? I'd probably... You'd have to become slightly snobby. It's just part of the deal. Like, but it just would happen. Like, all of a sudden you'd be driving... Ferraris. Maybe not a Ferrari, but... Like a high end Mercedes, three hundred million. You don't think you would get at least one Ferrari? I would exactly. <laughs> and a Porsche. That's what I'm saying. Like you would probably have one of every car you ever wanted. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, and then and, and, a, and a big ass house with a huge garage to house them all. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Would you even live in the same area? Like, would you stay in this area or would you move away? Would you move to Colorado? I would probably stay in this area initially. But I think eventually, like, I would probably, at some point, I would branch out. But I think what I would really do is, like, travel the world for, like, a year, Hmm. honestly. Like, uh, I think I'd just temporarily retire and go experience the rest of the planet. Like, go tour Europe and go to South America. You know, I would be all for that. New Zealand and Australia. Especially if I was single, I would be all for that. Yeah. Since I'm getting married, I'm not for that at all. Because that would be torture for me. Take her along. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was rich, of course. If I was right. rich, oh, my God, things would be so different. Mm-hmm. But I'm not rich. I'm just I'm just a, a regular old man working a regular old job trying to get from A to B. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yo, it's just, it's just, it was just a really funny thought. Like, if I, if I were to strike it rich... Would I change? Like, I understand that we naturally would change, but would I change in the way I interacted with my friends? And because I made, because I had that kind of money, would my friends change? Would they see me different? I think you would make different friends because your life would get involved with other things. You'd, you'd hell, maybe you'd buy a boat or something. You'd be boating all of a sudden like, i doubt it i mean or... i'm black so i doubt i'd be boating <laughs> okay i'm not saying black people don't boat but maybe you'll take up for disc golf man <laughs> yeah i'm just uh, well you know what's funny <laughs> all right so here's the irony of this conversation because i feel like this is a similar conversation i have about why black athletes date white women like i believe once you actually make a certain amount of money there's just not as many black women available to you. Think about it. Like the amount of p- black people who have millions of dollars is n- a very small percentage, right? Right. So if you're single and you're young, like you're an athlete. So you're clearly like in your 20s when you first get millions of dollars, right? Yeah. So you're How like, many you're women like are really accessible to you that are on your level that are black? 
Probably very few. I never really thought about it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is I this is a this is a conversation that we have quite often with some of my black female friends who get upset at the thought of like when they whenever they hear athlete and they think of their wife, they always think the wife is going to be non-black. Let's say that. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be white. Cause well, like, who's to say that the chick that they're dating? Let's say they are dating a white woman. Like, mm-hmm. who's to say that she's rich? Well, she might not be. I, and that and that's the thing. Like, I I don't know, but I just think about like if I were to all of a sudden be a millionaire, how many other black millionaires am I hanging out with? Like, you understand what I mean? It's just not a whole lot. <laughs> like it's not like everybody around the corner is a millionaire. Like it, it's not the same, mm-hmm. and uh, and and even 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 take your situation. I'm sure you would still feel the difference of being a new millionaire around old millionaires. Oh well, you wouldn't be respected. Cause oh, exactly, because you, you, you have new money. It. Yeah, you, you don't. Have, you're not legacy money, or even to that degree, you you won it in a lottery, and it's not something you earned. Yeah, exactly. Whether so, you earned it through inheritance because your family's got a long lineage of whatever, or you started a business and worked it up for 30 years, and all of a sudden you've got some cash 30 years down the road because you, you built it up slowly and surely. Yeah, yeah, so that, that would be a little bit more respectable. Right. All right, so while, we, while I mentioned um, athletes and millionaires, I had a thought when it came to sports. And this was just something that I've always noticed. That I could be around anyone and we might not say a word to each other. Let's say we're people from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, We have different things in common. But the one thing I noticed that always brings people together, no matter what their race, no matter what their class, no matter what their status is, is sports. Oh, yeah. You know, that brings everybody because it's a it's a common it's a common playing ground, so to speak. Yeah, I guess like it's technically a common goal. Like if I meet, I can be someone who is, you know, dirt poor, but I'm at a sporting event with someone who's rich. Mm-hmm. But if we're both cheering for the same team, all of a sudden we seem to have no differences. Yeah. Like life becomes simple. Yeah, for the for that moment. And I, and I just find that thought process really interesting. Like, sports is the one thing in life that totally conquers the divide that people have. You know, because I feel like people purposely divide each other. But I feel like sports is the one thing that brings everyone together. It does. Yeah, totally. Any, any class. Especially if you think of the old, uh, well, we're from Philly area, but if you think of the 700 level, which is pretty legendary, yeah. if, you, uh, if you haven't heard of the 700 level and you're interested, check out, look up the old vet. You'll see that they had actually a, a jail cell on the bottom of this thing along with a, a judge that would uh, sentence you during the middle of the game if you got arrested yeah, if you or got, after the game or yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you got out of hand. <laughs> like it was, like the 700, okay, just being a Philly fan is notorious. We're notorious for bad behavior, which which is which is sometimes true but often over exaggerated. Let me say that. Like if you have one knucklehead that seems to portray the Philly fan, you know, nationally consistently. Yeah, some of the news is accurate, but uh we're not that bad. 
But no, you no. kind of are that bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, but we're we're you know we're not as bad as some other fans. Like we're not as bad as maybe like Dodger fans when it comes to the San Francisco Giants. Right. Okay. Like you understand what I mean? Like we're not we're not killing people out there. We're Raiders fans, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's neither, neither here nor there. The point I'm making is that I find that the beauty of sports is how it transcends so many different things that are dividers. And, and and I really was thinking, you know, from a psychological perspective like or a sociological perspective, why is that? You know, is it just that we are so into the greater good of sports? You know, like we all – like it's the one thing that we all want the same thing. Right. You want the same thing. Plus it's an escape. You're at the game. You're escaping reality for a moment for, for four quarters. That's true. Or three periods of hockey or whatever whatever sports you're watching, two halves. But exactly. like nine innings, you know, but like you're escaping you're escaping your reality briefly amongst other people that are there to see that team. And you guys are all in the same same square that day. And you're you're cheering and if your team gets the Hail Mary pass at the end of the game and wins, you know, everybody's happy, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean I you know, all right, now, here's another thing that I just thought about that could affect that. Mm-hmm. Could it be the alcohol? Because alcohol will make you friendly. Alco- well, yeah. <laughs> alcohol definitely makes you friendly. Like, alcohol will make you talk to someone who you would never talk to. It dulls your inhibitions. You know, if you're a racist, either you become more racist, or all of a sudden you're like, hey, this guy's not so bad. Okay, I guess, but I, I mean, no, I'm no, not, no. we're not we're not racist, so we don't yeah, know. But no. I'm under the impression that you know alcohol could play a large part. Well, alcohol certainly, uh, yeah, makes you socially lubricated. And then if you're at a sporting event, you already got something in common that you guys, the dude sitting next to you or a woman sitting next to you, you guys can talk, and all of a sudden you're having a good time. This is true. So, Chris, let me ask you. In the news, there was talk about transgender people in North Carolina. Right, yeah, I read a little about that. Read and, some articles. And, and they they want they want to be able to go to whatever bathroom um, they feel represents them. Okay? Now, let me ask you, what is your take on that? Like, how do you feel... If that were to become a um, Pennsylvania thing or a Jersey thing or a Delaware thing, um, would you be perfectly okay with someone who is a man who identifies with a woman and therefore ends up going in a women's bathroom? I would presume as an adult that that happens, but you just never realized it. Except, like, maybe the man, the woman that's dressed as a man would go into the stall rather than the urinal. So or a man dressed. And, and so, wait. It's wait, harder wait. to see. Wait. You're trying to tell me that you believe that there's a possibility that this is already going on? Yeah. Huh. It's probably been going on. But. Women who don't have penises it's, it's for will never go to the urinal. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? What are you going to like prop their ass up on it? No, they're going to use the the, rest, the stall. The stall. But my guess is it's it's less likely for a woman that's transgender man 
to go into the with those they probably go in the women's room i mean i have no basis of any of this on fact or anything i don't have a study that's been done or that i read or anything but i would imagine that women would be more accepting of a woman that's transgender towards a man using the women's bathroom however i think men that are transvestites that dress like women it's harder to tell them from an actual woman all right well wait you said transvestite or transgender or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I know Tra- <laughs> the whole trans thing is confusing, but we got to make sure that we are saying this in a proper way. You know, if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna address this subject, we need to yeah, make sure well, we're yeah. addressing it properly. You're, you're correct. We should. All right. Now, granted, the beer is affecting how I feel about this, <laughs> meaning like even this conversation, how we're going about it. You know, I'm I'm getting. Uh, you know, I'm 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 about two beers in, which isn't a lot, but I see where where I'm where I'm headed, and it's not good. Mm-hmm. The beer is affecting how we're going about this conversation. So, with that being said, like if you were if you were in a bathroom, men's room, mm-hmm. and you were peeing in a urinal, right, and a woman came in, mm-hmm. would that bother you at all? Uh, well, I've seen it before at bars, like where it's crowded and then the women just walk into the thing. That, yeah, that's that's. But that's different. a different situation. Would it bother me? Yeah, actually, it would, hmm. because it's always been separate. But I don't see it as much of a problem as when you're adult, as like kids. I think that's a little strange. Like if you're like in elementary school. You know, and I think that's what the basis of a lot of these arguments is based on, as far as what you're seeing in the media. Huh. That's something I never thought about. So, like, if you're in, like, high school or middle school or elementary school, like... It's funny, because it, that also brought up a topic that I would like to talk about. But let's finish this topic. Okay. But I do have another topic in reference to that. Like, if... Okay, I, I as a guy, it doesn't bother me. Whether you're a trans man or trans woman and you want to come into the guy's restroom, I, could, I don't give a shit. long as you abide by the restroom protocol, meaning like, you know, if I'm at the urinal, you like give yeah. me my space. Don't look over the barrier. At my yeah, truck. exactly. Like, long, <laughs> long as you respecting the rules, we're right. good. Yeah. Now, but if I was a woman and like this, this man who identifies as a transgender woman comes into the restroom, I think that that would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because even though he may be dressed as a woman, he's still a man. He still has a penis. <laughs> right. And what stops pervert... a visual in my mind of some dude, like, hiking up his skirt and peeing at but the that's, urinal. But that's the point I'm making. Like, what stops... What stops pervert men from now trying this and saying what? I identify as a woman. Well, I can see that happening too. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Like, where does the line get drawn? And it's like, are we now going to just start building transgenders their own bathroom? Because, shit, half the places I go, men and women share bathrooms anyway. Oh, the unisex bathroom, which is more of a common... crack <laughs> kiss city thing hey listen we're drinking over here yep here let me join you oh yeah i also call that the sounds of golf that's <laughs> but, right 
But you you follow what I'm saying. Like if I like I said, if I was a woman, I would be pretty uncomfortable. I think. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with a man who identifies as a woman being in the restroom with me. Um, I mean, what's the future entail? Does everything just go to unisex bathrooms everywhere, or? Do you, I think that's the same. Or do you bet? have men's rooms, women's rooms, and then unisex room? I think a unisex room would probably be the best bet. Because then it doesn't really identify, so therefore if anybody is watching to see what's happening, you can't really ascertain what's going on. Here's what I will say. Here's what will happen if they do go to unisex bathrooms. Mm-hmm. A lot more fucking in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? Because now... If a man and a woman walks out at the same time, no big deal. See what I'm saying? But like if a woman walks out of the men's room or the man walks out of the woman's room, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Right. You see what I mean? Have you ever have you ever fucked in a in a restroom? No. I have not. Would you like to? Not with you. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that that is that is an experience oh, that funny. I have it was had. Funny. It was based on our conversation. I have <laughs> I have had sex in a bathroom club. Really? Yeah. How'd that work? I said a bathroom club, a club's bathroom. Well, I, I knew what you meant. But yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, three brews, club on, bathroom, <laughs> on the table. Just just a big room full of stalls. <laughs> Wild dance music. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, that was. That was that was a good experience, um, but yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Like that, that would be a better situation. I think unisex bathrooms would probably work, but all it takes is one person to do some fucked up shit in a unisex bathroom, and it'll turn the whole bathroom thing upside down. Right? Yeah. I uh, well, something something will happen at some point. <laughs> so, all right. So that brought me to my 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 next topic or my next thought. You know, because mm-hmm. I once we once you brought up like the whole thought of like, what if it was kids? All right. How about the thought of like inappropriate places that people take kids? Like, have you ever seen kids at the bar? Yes. Isn't that fucking weird? Doesn't that make you feel uncomfortable? Slightly. Like, like how old are these kids? What? I see people bring under 10-year-olds into the bar. Because it's kind of like, if they're older than 10, they can probably take care of them fucking selves. So, like, why else would they be there? I think it would be okay if it's, like, a family-type establishment. Like, it's, like, Applebee's or something. That's not a bar. No, That's no, a restaurant. It's a bar and grill, if you read the sign. That's a very good point. But, <laughs> that no, no, I'm speaking of, like, a like a legitimate yeah. pub yeah, just, or a legitimate it's like bar. A corner, a city corner bar, I guess. Exactly. And then it's like... And yeah. you have your fucking kids in there. That is so awkward. Because yeah. whereas I might, you know, if your kids weren't there, I might be like, pussy, pussy, pussy. Now your kids in there, I'm like, pussy. Oh, shit. Yeah, you got to check yourself. Yeah, and, I, and that's not yeah. the place for me to have to check myself. No, you're at the bar to say and do whatever you want. Whatever that's your, the that's fuck your I want. Exactly. So I don't understand when people bring kids to inappropriate places. And same different goes to when you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. And you have a young boy, and you bring them into the women's room? Inappropriate. I don't know what to do about it, but it's still inappropriate to me. Or when you're a a single dad, and you bring a little girl into the men's room. Yeah, that's weird. I've seen that before where, like... That's fucking inappropriate. 
Now, I don't have an answer. Like, I don't have a solution. I think, I think that's a sliding scale, though, because you're, if you're, if you got to go and you yeah, there's nothing you can do can't about it. Your five year old standing outside it, by themselves. It, exactly. Now, what I do like is how most malls will have the men's room. Mm-hmm. The woman's room, and then the family bathroom. So you got the family bathroom, and now we're going to have the unisex bathroom. Yeah, there's going to be seven bathrooms. <laughs> the ball is going to be filled with just all bathrooms. Right. If we keep going at this rate, where then we're gonna, like, yeah. people are just different. Everybody's different now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just go to regular men's and women's. <laughs> it's. I mean, that. like I said, man, that just that crossed my mind because that's something that I've seen recently. And I was just, I felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like kids should never be in places that are all adults. Like if it's not a place where there's, you know, where kids are allowed at some point, then mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be bringing them. Right. You know, like if you want to go to the bar that bad, then you need to p- fucking pay for a babysitter. I agree. Typically, when you see kids at the bar that are like ten, though, it's like in the afternoon. You're not seeing it at twelve thirty. I don't night. give a shit. Oh, what I, if I don't I, have a I job? Yeah. What if that's my normal time? Like, I shouldn't have to change because you have your kid at the fucking bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're like, let me get two brews and a Sprite. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, I, if it's like a restaurant-type bar. Like, Re- for instance, I'm going to a brunch tomorrow because that's what I'm doing. I'm brunching on a Sunday. But, like, I could see where someone might bring a child there. Well, that's, that's but slightly it's, different. But it's still going to be a bar-slash-restaurant, you know? Yeah, but, but people are most people come to eat. Exactly, yeah. That's and different. And have a bloody marriage. That, that is different. <laughs> like, if you were at the local dive bar, uh-huh. that's not acceptable. Yeah. You know, where there's not enough seats to begin with. Most people are standing. The kind of the, the dive bar that you hang out with that you will not take your woman to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, you're taking, your fucking, you're taking your fucking kids. It's just totally unacceptable. <laughs> Just totally unacceptable. I mean, just just my thought, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on to some real shit, man. Some real shit. Deep. It's not that deep, but it's something that we all are faced with. All right. How long do you go? This isn't your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. This is just someone you're fucking. Okay. How far do you go before you? Stop using a condom. Second date. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some people, that's a, that's an honest First date. <laughs> um, uh, you got a, it's, that's a, well. That's a doozy. You mean, like, stop using it completely, like you're pulling out, or like. Let's, I mean, or, even whether it's completely or not. Once you go down a road of not using one, you know that you can always go back to that fountain. Like, that's not something like, all right, if she says it's all good today, she's not going to stop you tomorrow. You got to, yeah, I I get you, I get you. You got to be in a, this is an established relationship. So I'm not, I'm not seeing anybody else because we're, shit, we're, we're, but but let's be honest. Are you actually having that conversation? No. Exactly. So, like, how many times have, like, we put our dicks on the roulette table? Like, how many times have we just taken a fucking chance? A lot. Whether, <laughs> you, like, whether, whether, it's, whether it's getting someone pregnant, whether yeah. it's the possibility of fucking getting some kind of letters. Like, 
we always letters. are taking a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all because no, inevitably never, they're all some type of letters. I've never heard that before, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, not if you have anything. <laughs> so wear a condom. Yeah, yeah. If, if you have something, I'm sorry, this probably isn't funny to you. But for the rest of us who've somehow won at roulette, <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow we've gotten out. <laughs> yeah, I always bet on black. Where's my three hundred million? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yo, seriously though, but really think about it. Like that is a scenario that is that's a tough one. Because and I wish that we um this is something that we're going to bring back up when we do have a female guest because I would love to get a female's perspective on this. Because it's like for uh for men, we would rather not anyway. Just generally we would rather not Right? Rather not go bareback? No, we would rather not use a condom. If we didn't if we had a choice, uh, like all right, like yeah, if you struck yeah. if you took away all sexual transmitted diseases and the possibility of the woman getting pregnant, we would never wear condoms. No. Okay, so 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 with that being said, we would rather go in raw from the beginning. We only wear condoms because we don't know you. And you don't know us. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. so what I'm saying is, it's the woman who makes this decision. It's not really us. It's, it's not our it's, decision it's to make. It's been my experience in the past that the woman made that decision when that occurred. <laughs> exactly. It's not up to, like, it's yeah. up to us. Like, we can try to, because here's the, here, all right, so here's the thing. There's a couple things that we have to take in consideration. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be that guy who tries to go raw from the beginning. Because at that point, that immediately well, that sparks... Sends, that sends mixed signals that like this guy goes raw It's constantly. not mixed signals. It's a fucking red flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, that red flag goes up so high. It's not... It's like past the American flag. Like, that shit's so high in the sky. Other women see it. Like, it's an immediate red flag to everybody if you're trying to go in raw from the beginning. So... We already know that is probably off the table, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But when, so let's say you, you like, you know, this is like third date. This is the second time you had sex, right? Like, are you willing to try without one? Or are you just like, you, no. you're still keeping it on? Yeah, I, no. Okay, all right. Like, you got a date for, I mean, you got to wait till at least the third time. <laughs> <laughs> What if you're caught or, in a compromising or, position? Or 10th time. Like, what if it's just like you guys are really feeling it, but you just weren't prepared? Are you going to turn it down? Is she going to turn it down? Of course not. That's, well, no. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on the situation. I have in the past, but. You have what? Turned it down. And really? I, and I haven't as well. <laughs> How's he going to say, man? I got to give you so, many, so much props for that. Because it's, it's hard to turn it down. Especially in the heat of the it's moment. Tough. Well, in the heat of the moment, then you got all that shit rapid firing through your head. Like you know what it's like. Like, like you're trying to like roll the dice and see what what where you're gonna land. You know what, what are you gonna do? You, you know, know what it reminds me of? It's like it's like when you like you own a gun mm-hmm. and it, and it's like you're you're determining whether to pull it out or not. Like because you know what they say: if you pull out a gun, you better shoot it. Right. Yeah. It's a similar situation. Like, if you are in a situation where you don't have protection and things have gotten to that point, you strongly have to make a decision. Like, do I think this person qualifies? Because it's a big if 
that they don't have nothing and that we can make it through this moment without any recourse. Well, it's a it's a game changer if something. Uh, oh, it's a major game. Something game. goes wrong. Yeah, because it's like because one minute life. you think like you only know this chick a little bit for for twenty minutes worth of uh, ecstasy. Yeah, an hour if you mean, but <laughs> you know, you're hilarious. Uh, anyway. But the point I'm making is actually is more like, like five minutes, but you know, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, listen, all of us know we can try to pull out. Like that part's not even a, a problem. But the point is, is like you're really taking such a strong chance. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is we become like fucking gamblers. Like we become like if you've ever been in this position and you've won, you feel like you can keep fucking winning. You don't just say, oh, this no. shit's going to run out. No, no, no. I I, I, can't, I take my chips eventually and I walk away. You walk away? You're I, a walk away? I have walked away, yes. Huh. I've walked away when it's a situation that I know is not going to pan out well for me. But how do you know? You know going in. So you don't you don't you don't have the confidence that that it'll all play out in your favor? Well, I mean, you don't always sleep with women that you are going to spend the rest of your life with. Well, no. No, I mean, that sadly that's not even an option like uh, that's not that's a whole nother topic and we'll go over to that later yeah but the point i'm making is if you are likewise for women okay men or or whoever you're sleeping with if you're if you're out there dating (laughs) and you've slept with let's say you've slept with two women unprotected and you came out unscathed right do you not feel like the odds are slightly better like really, like in your in your own head, do you think that? Do you think so? You just think you're going to crap out one day, like in your head. You just immediately have that thought. You 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 play the whole game where like the the moments getting up to it while you know like you're hooking up with the chick and like well she seems like a pretty clean girl like you know she comes from a good family solid roots <laughs> yeah like she went she went to a university exactly you know? like, you, like you start going through the risk factors you're like yeah. you know what she seems well educated so far in life she seems to have made good choices she has good oral hygiene you yeah know? And you're like i've seen the ex boyfriend he looks pretty kosher <laughs> Like you see what I mean? Like he was kind of a doofus, but nothing wrong with him. Exactly. Reality, you know, know, you're like, well, I don't like the guy, but yeah. I mean, she made a good choice. He seemed like a nice guy. Like you really start trying to figure out whether this is something that you can live with, like this decision. Right. Yeah. And it's like, um, ladies, for those who are listening, I would love to get your feedback on how you guys. Go through this decision as well. Because, I mean, this isn't just a man's decision. This is a decision that's made by men and women daily. And I find it interesting. Just how do we get to that answer? Or do we just pretty much say, I'm so fucking hopped up that I don't care? Do we end up just not caring? Well, sometimes you roll the dice. Hmm. Yeah, you just don't want to crap out. <laughs> don't want to crap out so that brings up my next topic ironically alright <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so funny to go from such thought of ecstasy and things working out to total opposite because the topic on hand is if you were terminal okay. would you want to know so let's say you decided to go ahead and roll the dice Yeah. and All you right. contracted something that you can't get rid of 
that inevitably inevitably puts you on a deathbed. Okay, well, let's think of this scenario here. Like, I go to the doctor one day, get some blood work, and, like, Doc pulls me inside, you know, like, something's gone no, drastically let, no, wrong. No, or, let, me, like, let me give you a... I'm dip- not feeling well, and I go to the doctor. I'm going to give you a different it. synopsis. Okay. You're now married. All right. You're at the doctor's office, but your wife is with you. Okay. Okay. The doctor comes out and talks to your wife and says, listen, Chris has whatever, and he has three months to live. Okay. Would you want your wife to tell you, or would you not want to know? Yeah. It's mm. it's a it's an interesting thought, and the reason why I bring this up is because I know, man, that's that's a I've come to realize. I guess it would become if the, is there pain involved? No, no. Let's say it's I'm like just cancer. Drop dead. Let's say it's cancer. Brain cancer. I can't feel it. Okay. Yeah, like whatever it is, you can't feel it. My whole thought, my thought behind this is this: I wouldn't want to know because I would not want to have to worry about it. Like I don't like I do feel like some people die because the thought of it takes control of them. Right, and then they decide to just give up on life. And- give up on life or they just start making rash decisions. So like if no one brought it to your attention, like let's say no one told you and you were living your life and enjoying your life, would that not be better? Cuz Let's be honest. People say, oh, I was diagnosed with so-and-so, and I changed my life. How many people are really going to honestly change their fucking life? Like, how many people are just going to be like, you know what? I'm living healthy. I'm only going to eat fucking vegan shit. Like, <laughs> that shit is rare. No more bacon. <laughs> yeah. If anything, someone's going to be like, fuck it. I'm eating all the bacon I can. I would eat bacon every meal. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, so that is the real. I would want to know because you know why I would do everything in life that I my my pipe my pipe dreams that I never did. Like, but what if you don't die? Like, what if you liquidate your fucking four hundred one k and you go live it up for the next three months and then fucking three months hits and you're still here? Then I got the rest of my life to make it all up. Do you? Or are you going to constantly worry about when that fucking clock stops? Oh, I thought maybe like all of a sudden it's like, hey, Chris, we were wrong. You're cured. No, no, no. No, You go back to the doctor, the diagnosis is still the fucking same. I would would keep keep on keeping on. What does that mean? I would just do whatever I wanted to do. Are you sure? For as long as possible. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to to live. I want you to really, really think about it. Like, if you really found out you only had three months to live, how much that would impact your decisions from that point on? Like, you could not live a normal life. Like, you could not fucking just be regular. Like, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. But, like, maybe things like where it's a Saturday night and you're like, you know, I really want to go to the the hockey game or basketball game or whatever. Like, ah, but, like, I shouldn't spend that much money. Like, maybe I'd go. Well, of course you probably would. You would probably do the things that you wanted to do. Like, but just imagine how it would affect other people. Because at that point, oh, do you well, really give a fuck about what other people feel? No, because you're doing it all for yourself. No, I wouldn't. You I would wouldn't. become totally fucking selfish and absorbed. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I would try not to burn people in the process. Well, of course. But, I mean, you're, you're going to. You're a good guy, so you yeah. wouldn't try to burn anybody. But the bottom line is if like you had a fucking wife, 
That would be hell. See, because just imagine, like, your wife would feel the same feelings. Like, she would have the same fears. She, you know, like, now everybody's trying to plan your death. As opposed to fucking letting you live life. It's a big fucking difference. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I got you there. Think about it. Like, yo, if I found out you only had three months to live, I'd be like, fuck, we need to record 12 podcasts and immediately. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I would think like, damn, if Chris is no longer going to be here, how is that going to affect us? <laughs> right. And then we'd hit the strip club. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like podcasting in the fucking strip club and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is Chris touching titties. <laughs> Like, that, like it, it would change Actually, everything. Actually, we should do that anyway. <laughs> I'm all for it, man. In all honesty, I mean, shit, fuck it. All right, we got a new episode idea. <laughs> but, you, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, right. that shit right there is not something that's easily... You're not getting over that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, it's, and, it, and once you find out, you're never going to be able to let it go. Like, no, mentally, no, you, can't, you can't compartmentalize that shit. Right, mm-hmm. You know, three fucking months to live? You're like, fuck. You're probably drinking every fucking night. Like, you, you're totally tearing yourself apart. Well, dude, I'll, I'll probably I'll, drink more. I would probably yeah. do fucking coke. I might do some heroin. Like, I might do whatever the fuck I felt like. I don't think I'd do heroin. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I'm assuming... Yeah. Three months is three months. Like, that's fucking 90 days, dude, any way you slice it. And 90 days ain't a lot. No, I would be trying to do I, I as much shit in 90 days. Like, I would try to set the Guinness Book of fucking World Records for shit I could do in 90 days. I'd go skydiving. I'd go fishing for salmon. I wouldn't do skydiving. No. I wouldn't try to make my 90 days, like, one day. <laughs> Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't do anything that's going to, like, kill me sooner. But I would, I would probably lose my fucking mind worrying about it. Yeah? Well, what would you do? What's something that you've always wanted to do? What I've always wanted to do, I have more sport, like more of a sports bucket list. Okay. Because um, I'm a big sportsman. Right. So I would, I would want to, I would probably liquidate my savings and go to fucking Notre Dame, Michigan game, shit like that. Like, I would go to all the stadiums in college that I ever dreamed of going. Right, okay. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would try to go to the fucking Super Bowl, like, if, like, my three months is part of that time. (laughs) Because I might be like, fuck, football season's not even here yet. Like, I'm fucked. I might not make it to football season. Yo, that, that shit alone would crush me. Oh, if you couldn't see an entire NFL season? Like, terrible. just, yeah, like, like let's say you find out today. Like, I'd want to see the Super Bowl, and then I'm dead the next day. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know? that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say this shit. I had some wings, I drank some beer, it was good, my team won. See ya. Yo. <laughs> like, if that shit would happen right now, I'd be yeah. like, yo, come on fucking, fucking training camp. Like, I would be upset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, See what I'm you. saying? Yeah, I got you. You know, I always wanted to fucking go see, like, uh, Arsenal-Manchester United game. Or, you know, like, there's lots of shit I would love. Fucking, I want to go to Summer Olympics. Like, there's so Hell many yeah, things. yeah, I want to go to Summer Olympics. But exactly. But that's every four years. But, that, but it's this year. Okay. I'm, well, so I'm using right now as an example. All right. Where is it this year? It is in, uh, 
Russia, I believe, actually. Russia? Okay, wow. Is it in Russia? I don't know where it is. Fuck. <laughs> nah, I think it's in Brazil. Brazil? Yeah, it's in Brazil. Which is, un- oh my God. Yeah, I would, here's the irony. I would go to Summer Olympics. Now, granted, I, I'm, I have to pre- prerequisite by saying I'm getting married, so this is clearly false. This isn't actual. But I would go to fucking Rio and just bang as many Brazilian chicks as I could. Like, I would spend all my money just trying to bang Brazilian chicks during the Summer Olympics. <laughs> and then I'd end up catching something anyway. So I would end up dying regardless. Yeah, fuck condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would use no condoms. I would just be, like, rawing it up. It's fucking horrible. But this is what a terminal fucking condition would do to you. Oh, Yo, at God. that point, you don't give a fuck. You're like, yo, life is over. I would go to racing school. I like, know. to drive race cars? Yes. Fuck school. Just get out there and drive them. No, I'd, I'd want to go to school to learn how to drive You them. don't have time for school. Well, I've always wanted to go to racing school. <laughs> oh, that's some funny shit. Yo, that is some funny shit. Yo, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, man. Let's start a band. That I believe you actually would do, because I know you've always wanted to do that. But, uh. All right, so um, I want to talk about a specific group of professionals that uh, that I have a problem with. And I don't know how many people have these problems. It depends on what kind of job you work. Uh, but if you work in a corporate environment like me, okay, um, I love these guys and I fucking hate them at the same time. And that's the uh, tech guys, the IT people. Okay, yeah. Whether right. you're fucking American or Indian, I've, I have to put it to you like that because a lot of you guys are fucking Indians. And I'm, when I say Indians, I don't mean Native Americans, obviously. I mean like people from India. You mean IT or TP? <laughs> yeah, no, IT. <laughs> and, 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 I, and here's if you're, if you're a tech guy and you're hearing this, like don't take offense, but hear me out. You guys really need to work on fucking having interpersonal skills. Because you fucking suck at just basic communication. Like, if I'm not talking about a fucking computer, like, you fucking struggle with just having conversation. And I hate that shit. Like, the tech guys make me feel so uncomfortable and inadequate all at the same time. And it's not me that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go through life without a computer. Can you go through life without fucking talking to people? I don't think so. Unless you date, uh, what's his name, Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in that, uh, what's that movie where he's talking to the computer and it becomes like his chick? Uh, her. It's called Her, right? Uh, I never saw it, but I'm, I know what you're talking yeah, about. But yeah, you know, like, I'm not going to be dating no computer. So either way, you need to learn some fucking regular personal skills and be able to communicate with people. Because I don't understand... How I can simply ask you good morning and you don't know how to fucking respond. That's a problem for me. Yeah, typically the IT guys, I I think that part of it is they're introverted. And then as a result of that, they found it easier to probably work with machines or like computers because that's something they can do singularly on their own. So that's probably why they're in that department from when they were growing up. It's something that they weren't very outgoing as kids, and maybe that's what they they went to, you know? I mean, the irony is, like, yeah, they're good at their job. I'm not taking anything away from you, 
but I do need you to be able to communicate. Like, communication isn't just like fucking typing on a computer keyboard. Like, it's not just chatting with me. I need you to be able to just follow me, you know, really have a conversation. This shit is just weird. Like, I feel like tech guys just have no interpersonal skills. And I feel like that should be a fucking prerequisite. Like, you know, you can be the smartest man in the world, but if you don't know how to communicate the things that you've learned, then, like, what's the point? And I feel like sometimes they look down on you with such such negativity because, like, you don't understand the same shit that they understand. Because you can't figure out how to print from printer 6 versus printer 2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're like, oh, you know, your so-and-so's not set up. I don't know how to create a PDF and it's like, file. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't fucking set up networks, man. I lost my mailbox and Outlook. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I just don't like it. I get it. I just think that uh, these tech guys really need to work on communicating. So, and that brings me back to, like, some pet peeves that I haven't talked about in a while. And um, and it's just been consistent lately, so I'm going to go ahead and share my views on it. If you guys have heard me talk about this before, I apologize, but like, I feel strongly. If I'm in the bathroom, and we only have three urinals, mm -hmm. please do not just take it upon yourself to go to the middle urinal without... Thinking about someone else. Because when you just go to the middle of the urinal, you are a fucking selfish peer. Clearly, that means when I come in, I got to fucking stand next to you at some point because you're in the fucking middle. No, you go left or go right. Typically, yes. I like to go towards the furthest urinal from the front door of the bathroom. Okay. Preferably the one in the corner. I don't know why. You that's like just, the corner urinal. That's just how I do things. You feel comfortable. I, I do because I know that one side of me is protected I, by the wall. I am I am strongly considering peeing on people. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but I feel like I need to teach these fucking people a lesson. Like if I'm in a urinal and you come right next to me, I I feel like I need to pee on you. Like I need to pee on you to show you that. That you don't understand boundaries. Like, I really feel I feel strongly about that. That might result in you going to jail. <laughs> no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to, like, turn and, like, whip it out and pee on you. But I, I do think I might miss the urinal and pee on your foot. Maybe dribble on your shoe a little bit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and not even say, like, oh, my bad. Just pee on your foot. <laughs> And then roll. <laughs> no, just wash my hands and shit. Ask you how your day was. <laughs> you know, like normal, normal shit. That that is my thought process. Also, if you are if you are if you are going to the bathroom and you are not washing your hands, like what are you doing in life? Like what is that about? Do you do you wash your hands when you pee? Absolutely. I think that some men feel like because peeing is more of an outward function that they don't have to wash their hands like you understand what i mean like no, it's not always, like like, like, like because it's not as serious as taking a shit <laughs> i think some people feel like if i pee as opposed to shitting i don't have to wash my hands i, I agree with you <laughs>
I don't but, understand. Well, no, I mean, like, no, I, yeah, you, you got to wash your hands. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Your, your parents taught you at a young age. Hopefully. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just not right. Yeah. It's just not, you know, like, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on this tangent, but I, I feel like people need to know that bathroom etiquette is a important thing to certain people. You know, it might not be important to everyone, but it's definitely important to me. You know, if I see you not wash your hands, you, no, you should I will call, never shake your you hand call, again. Call people out on that. I wish I could. Like if there was like, you talking about at the office or just in general? I'm talking about the office. Even in general. Like if I see you not wash your hands at fucking Walmart bathroom, I would, I'm going to fucking say something. Like that is a place, see when if I'm not at work, I will definitely call you out. Right. Because what only thing I got to lose is getting into a fight with you. And I got to be honest, I feel pretty confident. Like I'll beat a lot of people ass. But then you're going to get non-hand washing hands that, potentially could touch you and that point. and that but that'll be part of the part of the reasoning for defense he put his dirty ass hands on me and so at that point in time i felt like i needed to trash him like i think i can get away with that like i think that will lower my assault charges <laughs> i mean i could be wrong i i don't i don't know about that one but i i just I see it at work, though. Like, you, you see it at work. Like, you'll see someone walk in, walk out. They do the, like, turn the sink on, run their hand under the water no, for a no, but that's, a second. That's the thing. I, ha- I have bold people who don't even do that. Like, that's why I, I, I'm not for cameras in the bathroom, but I kind of am. Because, like, at least, like, the area that's not actually being used as bathroom. Like mm-hmm. that that one corridor that's like next to the sinks, right? Where you can see the person either come from the urinal or come from the stall. I wouldn't mind a camera there because I would like to personally be the fucking police to be like, "Yo, get back in there and wash your fucking hands." I agree with you there. I've noticed it like I'm in the stall at work, and then like some dude will come in and that pee, is, and that's when they do it because uh, that is they, the they, worst. Because they like, well, you know what? This guy can't see who I am. Drives me nuts. And you're sitting it there, drives you're sitting me there, nuts. Like pausing your your functions basically because you don't because you're listening because you're yeah you're, you're you're hearing what's going on, and then they just roll out. Oh my god! Like that that right there. That's the, the worst. worst. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I shouldn't say it's the worst because actually the worst. Is when they come out the stall and don't wash their hands. Uh, you know, I don't. That's like, I've seen it, but it doesn't happen that, is, that often. That is ridiculously unacceptable. Like, let's be honest. Like, that right there makes me wonder, like, who raised you? Fucking wolves? <laughs> Unless you had, like, the miracle clean pinch that happens, like, four times a year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> When you wipe and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, but even even still, you should still feel like... You need to wash your hands, yes. <laughs> oh my God, man. Like, I don't know how to put this shit in any better terms than... I would love to employ bathroom cops. and I and, or, or let me give you a better example. You ever go to like a nightclub... And there's a guy in there, and he's got, like, mints and shit like that, like yeah. deodorant, cologne. Let me just tell you something about that guy. 
He's he watches, there. He watches everybody pee. But he's there to almost make sure that you, you, that you wash, wash your hands. hands. Yeah, yeah. He, it's like he, because, see, it's almost like a psychological thing. If people, it's like with anything. If people can get away with it. They will. Yeah. They will try. Mm-hmm. But knowing that guy's there, people will be way more conscious of trying to get away without washing their hands. Like, you know, like they will clearly be like, let me just wash my hands because this guy's been watching me piss. He knows I'm in here. I did some business. It's like washing your hands is the fucking receipt for the business. So how many times do you tip that guy? I tip that guy. I tip him... um, I tip him every time, yeah. unless I'm in there multiple times in one trip. Like, like, like if I go to the club and I have to go to the bathroom three times, yeah. I only tip him the first time. I'm not tipping you fucking three times. Like, you're only handing me a fucking paper towel. Like, you're doing no for real job. You're right. not assisting me at all. See, I've, I've been there in my, my younger years, but I've been to places like where you were there for like several hours, and I, I was like in and out of the bathroom like eight times over the course of the evening because I was drinking a lot of beer. You would And you would tip them more than once? I, I tipped them every time, or eventually like I went to like another bathroom like in the place. Here's, here's the deal. See, I'm really... Or do you just tip the guy like a 10 at the end of the night? Okay. I am really an asshole, and I have to start by saying that because this that will make my comment now make sense, okay? Okay. He's not providing me any service other than handing me a fucking napkin, okay? Right. Sometimes I take the mint. I've, I've used the cologne. Oh, whoa, listen. The, sh- the shit that's there, yes, that's a service, but him physically... Is not providing me no service. Like he's not wiping my ass. He's not holding my dick. But he's place, he's he's placing that paper towel on your shoulder while you're washing your hands. He, yes, he's handing me a paper towel. And with that being said, I have no problem giving him a dollar tip for that. That you know that that service. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like um, it's the same way I feel like when I think of um. Like roadside to go at any fast food restaurant or whatever. Any Applebee's or Fridays or fucking Outback. Okay. It's the same thing. Like oh, you. I don't, I don't tip those people. It, but it's similar. It's a similar service. Yeah, they're still bringing you the food. Whether you're but the here. Receipt, the receipt's still got the damn tip thing on it, though. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing. Whether you are here or not, I'm still going to come in this restroom. Take a piss, wash my hands, and dry them off. Whether you're here or not. Now, whether I get a mint or take a spray of cologne, that's that's secondary. And I have no problem tipping you for that service. Right, right. But okay. if I don't want your mint and I don't want your cologne. And I don't want your damn towel. <laughs> I, I technically don't feel like I owe you anything for handing me a towel. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Right. The same way yeah. I wouldn't feel like whether you said, we'll come out to your car and bring you my food, or whether I got to come in and pay for my food, I didn't choose this option. Mm-hmm. You chose it. You said this would be more convenient. But that doesn't mean I have to pay for that convenience, because I didn't ask for that convenience. 
That's the way I see that. True. So, right. no. I do not continuously tip that guy. He gets one tip and one tip only. How do you tip at weddings now? You've been to a ton of weddings. We've all been to a ton of weddings because everybody's getting tip married. Who? Bartenders. You okay, tip, you so tip you tip want my honest opinion? This is a great question because my wedding's coming up, so I hope that you use this same rule, okay. especially you because you will be there. <laughs> all right. Bartenders, here's my rule of tipping for you at a wedding. I'm going to give you either a 10 or a 20 from the beginning. That's what I do. So when I come back, you remember me. Fuck the person who was in front of me. You take care of me right away. Because I've already fucking, like, I've given you, like, I got money in the bank now. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you understand? What, it's almost like I opened up a tab on an open bar. Right. That's what I did. I opened up a tab of, on service. That's what I did. I opened up a tab on service. I said, basically, listen, I'm going to give you this 20 right now because I want you to serve the fuck out of me. That's right. exactly what I said. And I think that's the way you tip at a bar, especially an open bar, because the open bar is going to stay fucking crowded. It's going to stay open. And then if you're doing like mixed drinks or something, you might pour a little more booze, exactly. booze in my drink. My drink will be stiff. Exactly. I need my, my drinks to be super stiff. <laughs> fucking, uh, I need my drinks to be dead. <laughs> Deceased stiff. <laughs> That's the kind of drinks I'm trying to drink. I want my drink to be rigor mortis. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, you lift lift the arm up and just shit, the shit just stay there. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, this has been a very, very interesting podcast. I'm officially done my three brews that were in front of me for this podcast. Um, hit us up on two shots podcast and that's two the number two shots podcast at gmail.com send us some emails let us know how you feeling about the podcast feel free to comment below on soundcloud um you know in the next month or so we will be taking the podcast to other platforms so look for us on itunes look for us on stitcher um possibly tune in radio you know take the ride with us man this is just the beginning and tell your friends yeah, tell tell a friend to tell a friend. I stole that. I'm not going to lie. I stole that from another podcast. But fuck it. Tell a friend to tell a friend about two shots and a brew. All right, guys. We appreciate you being with us for your man T. Fitch. And Chris Kendrick here. You have a good weekend or uh, week or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, next man, time. <laughs> whatever you do, enjoy a couple brews. Take a couple shots and think about us. And be responsible. Yeah. Whatever you do, wear a condom at least the first time. (laughs) Wait till the second date. (laughs) Yeah. Less red flags. They're kind of like pinkish. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We out. See ya.